Hey folks, Josh here. This fall at Gen Con, the largest tabletop gaming convention in the world, our show will be hosting its very first live recording session, taking place August 2nd at 8 p.m. in the Crown Plaza Hotel in Indianapolis. This show will include a one-time recording of a What's in the Rift one-shot, as well as a prize drawing amongst ticketed guests where we'll be handing out exclusive What's in the Rift Gen Con 2024 custom t-shirts, as well as a Cortex Prime RPG handbook signed by the system's creator, Cam Banks. Tickets are $6 and available via Gen Con's events page. You can find more information and a link to the sales portal at rift.show forward slash live. We can't wait to see you there. Rusty Quill presents. Hey folks, Josh here. Today to kick off our show, we have a trailer for the Supernatural Protection Company. This show is a wonderful slice of life comedy following an agent as they deal with claims that involve everything from sentient trees to sexy aliens to vampire therapy. Saf voices multiple characters in What's in the Rift, and Zay, our great friend, who has proved instrumental in helping get our show off the ground. Without further ado, here is the Supernatural Protection Company. Hello, and thank you for calling the Supernatural Protection Company, the world's largest provider of paranormal insurance. Please stay on the line until one of our quality customer service agents is available to assist you. From haunted houses to hexed health, we here at the SBC believe you deserve quality assistance no matter the issue. We know you have options when it comes to your supernatural protection, and we thank you for choosing us. Our next available representative will be with you as soon as they are available. Please continue to hold, your call is important to us. The Supernatural Protection Company is a scripted and improvised comedy fiction podcast. Set in a universe where the paranormal is so commonplace, people just buy insurance for it. It's created and produced by Saf the Something, and features a new guest every episode. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, or more directly on social media, at the SPC Podcast. That was the Supernatural Protection Company, and you can find it wherever you unearth podcasts. And now, what's in the rift? Previously on What's in the Rift. I I don't know. I had never heard of Jason before, but now it suddenly I know things about him and, and his religion, and I'm not sure why. I've only seen the one billboard. It's B and E time, bitches! And Jipson smashes a window on the front of the building. <laughs> Fuck yeah, he did. I have the memories of someone who had a six-year-old daughter who died of something called leukemia. I don't have a daughter. But Jason works in mysterious ways, and all will be revealed in due time, I'm sure. Um, Johnson, what? What? You, you know, J- Jason, our Lord and Savior. Do you guys not go to church? Look, I'm here to help, and I want to be your friend. I'm hoping you want to be my friend, too. And before you know what's happening, you are both out in the middle of the street. <sighs> Fresh air. Come. We have so much oh, to do. What's in the Rift is intended for mature audiences. This show includes death, drug use, criminal activity, and a consistent undercurrent of existential dread. Any children discovered listening to this show will get the hammer.
Our story continues now with Court and Bruce. You two are out in the street now. Having been, I guess, abducted would be the word that I'd choose by a man wearing neon green plastic sunglasses. Hey, so nice of you to join me. I'm Jason, and you're Bruce, and you're Court. Why does everyone know my name today? Why do you know both of our names, uh, Jason? Uh, because I'm the son of God. Oh, okay. Yeah, kids' names are crazy these days. Hmm? Oh, no, what, no. what do you mean? Bruce, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not my name. That's who I am. I am the literal son of Jehovah, Yahweh, the uh, creator of everything. Okay, okay. I can sense your doubt. Perhaps one of my priests could explain to you if you don't believe me. I can call Trenton up here to give you the details if you like, if that's your jam. Or we can go about finding a solution, which is really what I was out here looking for you two for, because I know for a fact that you're both important. Oh, thank you. You're important as well. Wow. I am a director of data analytics, so... Oh, and a wonderful director you are, Bruce. Unfortunately, neither one of you are part of my flock, but we're going to overlook that today. I am a son of God but it definitely seems like I'm probably not your son of God. I don't know if that really makes sense to you. If not, I'm not going to tell you because I don't want to explode your brains or anything like that, but don't worry too much about it. First, what do you say we get you both dressed appropriately for a long walk? Why why don't you describe to me what Bruce is wearing on this hot Saturday evening in Florida? So Bruce, he wants to make a good impression but he's still on vacation so he's wearing his usual suit but he's got a fun tie it's got all his favorite disney characters which is just comic strips of steamboat mickey in his world it's all those 1920s uh disney folks on his tie but he's still wearing a starched white shirt he's got a navy blazer navy pants and his wingtips We can get you looking sharp there, Bruce. Let's see if we can't get you a bit more comfortable, a bit more suited for this. I'm perfectly comfortable. Um, no, I'm... I'm fine. Wait, Bruce, just wait. As you're saying that, he winks at you, and your outfit has changed, Bruce. Now you are wearing yourself a loose-fitting tank top that is cut down (laughs) to just below your ribcage and hangs kind of loosely off of you, and a pair of board shorts with that same pattern of steamboat, uh, Mickey, as you put it, all over the front of them. You have a pair of, of lime green sandals on, and you have, rather inexplicably, some type of cold lager in your hand. <laughs> that looks like something you could walk in for a bit. And you, Court. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really like have my toes out, nope. Mr. Jason, sir? Uh, not right now. Oh, no, Bruce, we're doing me next. If, if you just for I, a moment, but, let me speak to my I, friend I'm, Court. And he closes his fingers in front of your face, and you are unable to speak, Bruce. Court, Court, Court. Mm-hmm. What did you have in mind? Mm-hmm. He gives you a once-over. Can you tell me what Court is wearing, Ryan? Yes, uh, Court is wearing very, like, baggy, loose-fitting shirt with a large yellow jacket that's just a little bit too big for her. Um, and her pants are kind of like a weird striped, almost parachute-style pants. Uh, she has about three different belts on, none of which match the outfit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jason leans back and kind of looks you up and down once again and says, Court, you know what? No notes. Very good job. <gasps> oh, thank you, Jason. He turns back and <laughs> unclasps his hands in front of you, Bruce, and says, Don't mention it. This is the nicest thing I've done for anyone, Bruce. My, you love it. My dang nipples are out and she doesn't have to change her clothes. No, no, no. No complaining. That's a rule. And he starts walking. Come on now. I imagine you both have questions, but they'll never get answered unless you keep up. So and he snaps come on 
the column behind him starts up again. Can can they say anything else? <laughs> Poor Bruce, as he's being forced into a much more casual lifestyle than he would have ever chosen for himself, <laughs> being jostled forward by the group of priests that are tailing Jason at this moment. As you're getting pushed along, you can see that each one of these robes has a name embroidered on it just below the collar. And you manage to pick up a few of them. There's Jackson with an X. There's the aforementioned Trenton. There's a Braden and a Caden as well. And you can just barely make out an Aiden following them up. No Grayson? What is your play here? You've got an enigmatic figure who has just performed miracles in front of you, uh, including the miraculous outfit that you're now in, Bruce. He is urging you along and inviting you to ask him whatever questions you choose. I, I, I'm getting your vibe now. So can you tell me when Sky Surfer leaves nope. planet Earth no, no, and goes no. into the galaxy... Nope. I'm going to do this again, aren't we? He closes his fists in front of your face. Court, come. Walk, talk. Let's, uh, let's vibe. All right, I do have a question for you, and it's quite important. What is your favorite kind of beer? India Pale Ale. Oh, okay, so you're like the, like, you want it to, like, kick you with the bitterness kind of feel. I always say that if it doesn't knock the bun out of your hair, then it's not really a beer at all. <laughs> oh, no, I like you, Jason. You're pretty cool. I like it too, Court. Oh, thank you. I do have another question for you, though, but it's not beer related, so it's less important. Um, we can't seem to find our friends. Oh no, what friends are you looking for? Well, we have friends on the internet, and we're all going to meet up in Florida and have a really cool time and hang out and look at hammers. But then we got to the place we were supposed to meet them at, and they were just like, they weren't there, but they kept saying they were, and it was very confusing. There were mushrooms growing and I'm allergic. Oh, you are? Oh, God. I forgot. Jason shoots you a look. You would swear that if you didn't know he was a son of God, that he looked at you reproachfully. I don't know about your friends, but it kind of bores me. Do you have any other questions that maybe aren't boring? Uh, at the risk of having my mouth turn into nothing again, uh, you know our names. You know why we're here, but you don't know about the people that we're meeting? Here's the thing. You're here. They're not. Why would I know anything about them? Wait, they're not here? Like, not in front of you or, like, not... No, not, not here, like, in the existential sense. Oh my god, they're ghosts. I know a few ghosts haven't been one myself, and I can say pretty confidently that they're not ghosts either. Do you know Alana? Jason stops dead in his tracks. The advancing phalanx of priests behind him also stops. And he looks over to you. Bruce has given a pleading look like, let me keep my mouth, please. Brucey, I thought we were all pretty clear here on the general vibe that we were going for, man. What, what's, what's happening? Why are you bringing up that name? I have no stinking idea who that is. It seems like a cool name, like Jackson or Brayden. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, that is not a cool name in my book. It's, it's really kind of making me reevaluate the whole having you guys along. You don't like the name Alana. Bruce, don't ruin this for us. <laughs> Bruce, the name is fine. The thing, person, whatever's behind that name is what I have a problem with. And if that's something that you're going to keep choosing to bring to my presence, I don't know if we can be friends. Jason takes a step back and he levels a finger gun at you, oh. Bruce. Oh, hold on, hold on a second. Is, is this um, like a... Uh... Take it sleazy, finger gun. Uh. Jason, I have a question. I'm feeling real short on questions, but because you're such a cool gal, fire away. Um, is there anything I can do to make you feel better before you shoot Bruce? Oh, uh, court, court, not court, court. I don't want you to get turned into flowers. I like you, Bruce. The man's already taken my suit and my wingtips away. 
might as well be a little flower too. It's going to make you feel any better, Bruce. I'm going to send you to be with the two most important people in the world. And he cocks his finger gun. And can I resist this? <laughs> huh? Can I resist this? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You know what? I will give you a chance to roll on this, to dive out of the way of a deity's finger gun. This will be a D12 challenge. I will say I have 112 on a die here, but the total is only 14. All right. I'll use a found family here. Really going to be leaning on court for this. So using that distinction as well as the relationship with court. Okay. And I can use a value. You can use a value. Uh, So I'd like to use that D12 of loyalty because I definitely don't want court to be stuck on this on her own and specialty (laughs) is this a manager type problem (laughs) (laughs) well i mean from the description of manager trying to use the resources and anticipate a problem i think bruce is much more of the mindset that this jason is an issue that needs to be questioned and wants to protect court from that i will buy that narrative (laughs) explanation okay all right, give me your roll. You're trying to be a 14. Oh. Oh. Nope. That's a 13. <laughs> I thought it was a nine for a second. Okay. Bruce, if you could imagine yourself as a bubble, you could feel yourself kind of retracting around a fault in your being. You begin to unravel and dissipate and become one with the air around you. And you spend a blissful few seconds feeling like the universe. And then you reconstitute. Only now you're back in a hotel, a hotel very familiar to you. A hotel that you left not even two and a half hours ago. What am I wearing? You're wearing a very sensible navy suit with a starched white shirt and a fun pressed tie. Holy Toledo. Court, you are with Jason. He turns back to you and says, That guy was kind of a bummer. Yeah? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. My whole vibe is pretty harsh right now. Oh, buddy. Don't say that. Mm-hmm. The only thing I want to make sure is, you said he's just going back to like important people. He's all right, right? I mean, probably. I'll be honest, I'm not entirely sure what I just did. Oh, it's not there anymore. The problem that is. So what do you say? There's a bead of sweat that kind of starts to roll down uh, the side of Court's head. Well, I guess there's no arguing with that. Now is there. Court, Nani, am I sensing some misplaced loyalty to Bruce? I really liked Bruce. He was a really cool guy. I kind of miss him. Have I upset you? No, no, you personally didn't upset me. The actions you took were upsetting to me, if that makes any sense. No, that's, that's fair. And let it be known that Jason, like anyone else, is capable of growth. Are you worried about Bruce? I am. It's not cool, because I'm not going for the whole worrying vibe right now. But if you're worried about him, I mean, I guess you could go take care of him. And he raises a finger gun. I wish you luck, I guess. I'm not sure what's going to happen to you, but good luck. I would like to take an overdramatic bow. (laughs) Oh, Court, you and I, we could still be friends yet, I think. He pulls back the hammer of his thumb and lets it fall. And you feel that same popping sensation for the briefest moment. You feel the ecstasy of being nothing and everything all at once. Before you start to recongeal. And when you look up, you're in a car. And there is a woman screaming in the back seat, screaming about some dead kid. And as you turn around, you see. Another woman trying to grab her head as it accelerates rapidly towards a car window. We are already back in the scene that we're coming to. 
Tosca, you are inside with Gypsum. What are you two doing? We are robbing. <laughs> okay. I don't know what we're robbing, but we are robbing. <laughs> you clamber in this window as you hear some kind of commotion coming from behind you, but honestly, the thrill of the hunt is on with Gypsum now. <laughs> Gypsum's awesome. You stand up and brush yourself off. Gypsum goes running by a hallway, and he still has that spanner over his head, and he says, They got a toaster oven, Tosca! A toaster fucking oven! Do you believe this shit? No, this shit's crazy, man. I am in heaven! We could just, like, move in here. Like, throw whoever lives here out. I thought you understood what Robin was, Tosca. You don't move into the place, <laughs> you take things like, out all this. <laughs> but all this shit, it seems like we would just stay here with it. Let, let's go rob other things and bring that stuff here. Let's do that. We, I haven't even scoured this place, Tosca. How, how do I know if it has a separate entrance so I can scuttle one of the wives out the back door when another one's coming in the front? How many wives do you have again, Jason? I don't fucking know, man. Three or four or five or oh, say, whatever. Too many wives, they keep bro. dying on me or disappearing, so I've just... You know, God, man's got to have a few backups. Going crazy like Glenda out there. Oh, well, yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know what her deal is. Honestly, she was kind of boring me anyways, man. I mean, it seems like something really fucked up is going on. Are you are you getting that vibe? Like something like existentially fucked up, maybe? Yeah. Um, I don't fucking know what all that was about. But the more that that square that you brought with you, Tosca, which, what the fuck is that, by the way? We can talk about that later, but what the fuck, man? Are you, are you talking about the laptop? No, 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 no. The... The, the square, the boring oh, broad in your back. Oh, Jenny, Jenny, right, right, right. Okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe you bothered to remember her name. I mean, she helped me. She's she's all right. I mean, I guess she's lame. I, that that's fine or whatever. But like, not everybody's you know down for robbing. It's just a thing. I'm straight. <laughs> that's my boy, Tosca. That's my boy. Anyhow, the concerning thing there, the part that really kind of rustled my fucking jimmies, is that when she was talking all that nonsense about Indiana and stuff like that... Yeah, but you were understanding what she was saying. You were clearly... The, the look on your face. No, that's what's bothering me, man, is why the fuck do I know what that is? Yeah, I don't know. That's pretty weird, man. The only thing I remember seeing is the Jason billboard. That's how I knew about Jason Christ. And other than that, man, there's some people in my head... Are there people in your head? What happened to you, Gypsum, during all this? During the last, I don't know, hour? Well, okay, so I was sitting in my wash tub, the, the corrugated metal barrel, and I was having Glenda scrub up my uh, warts. From the stump or whatever? No, 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 no. My, my manly warts. Oh, okay. It's not, it's not important. I was getting a bath. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the middle of that, and honestly, like, it's not that bad, right? But then all of a sudden, there's a boom, and then Glenda just starts fucking screaming. Ugh. And running around and yelling about, oh, God, my daughter, my daughter. Uh, there's people in my head. Um, what? She said a whole bunch of shit. I don't remember. But, like, yeah, I got no time for that, right? <laughs> so uh, I told her to go wait outside. And I, uh, I was just chilling until you showed up. Really? So you experienced no weirdness? Well, I mean, it was pretty fucking weird when she started yelling yeah, and everything. But like, but, nothing yeah. personally, like, from you. No, uh, no, my, my, no, I, I mean, I think I was pretty normal. This place has TVs. Let's grab a couple of them and take them out to the car. I'm sorry, what? TVs. Where do you see a TV? Hanging on the wall. Hanging on the wall. Yeah, it's a flat screen. Well, bro. I'll be fucking damned. That's a TV. I'm guessing. No, I, I, I'm, I'm it. Right. If we're robbing, I'm it. <laughs> right. And we should probably check on the people outside when we take the TVs out. Jesus, man, you're getting infected with the square disease. But whatever, <laughs> fine. If that's gonna make you feel better. Uh, some weirds going on. We need to figure out what it is, and we might need to like protect people or something. You sound like fucking Glenda right now, man. Are you one of my wives? Did we get married and I didn't know about it? I fucking love you, Joseph. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. All right, man. He goes to Jimmy this TV off the wall. 
And after some work, you guys end up taking the TV and a good chunk of the wall off with it. You get that maneuvered through the window with the help of Gypsum once he's clambered through it, and you both make your way back to the car. Oddly enough, inside, well, Jenny, Court, why don't you tell me what's happening inside this car? Oh, that looks really bad. Is your hand all right? Tosca! Who the fuck are you? How did you get in here? And I'm going to start trying for the door because some random person just showed up in a fucking car. Tosca, you're about 10 feet away from the car when you start to hear Jenny screaming at the top of her lungs from inside the vehicle. I'm going to drop the TV and run to the car. What the fuck, Tosca? You don't hear these folks screaming? This is a TV! I probably get the door handle and just sort of fall out. (laughs) Not gracefully. You make your way up to the car as Jenny rolls backwards out of the backseat. There's a person in the car. They weren't there before. Really? Look! Hello. Oh! Who? The fuck is that? Who are you? They just showed up. I don't know. Oh, hello. My name is Court. It is a pleasure to meet you. I'm in your car now for some reason. People don't just show up in cars. Instead of freaking out, Jenny, why don't we figure out what's going on? How did you get here, Court? Oh, I got shot. You got what? What? I got shot by a man who liked IPAs. Um, Okay. (laughs) And then I ended up in your car. It's a long story. Uh, My friend got shot, too. Is your friend okay? I I don't know. See, my friend got shot because he was boring the IPA man. And so after he got shot, I was like, oh, no, my friend. And he goes, oh, are you upset? And I said, yes. So he shot me, too. Sounds like gypsum back there. Speak of the devil, Gypsum rolls up and taps on the front windshield, and he shouts through the windshield at you. Is this motherfucker trying to rob us while we're out robbing? Nah, dude, no. Calm down. Gypsum raises the spanner over his head. I'm gonna fucking brain this asshole. And he begins to swing down towards the windshield of the car. If you want to stop Gypsum, you're going to have to stop his roll. I want to stop Gypsum. And Gypsum is a character with a character sheet. Okay. Am I allowed to assist in in any way? Because I also would like to stop Gypsum. So there is a way that we can handle this where you will both roll your dice pool to attempt to contest this. And you can use the higher of the two rolls. And whoever has the higher of the two rolls then becomes the person that determines how this is stopped. Okay. I'm going to use... Hold on. You you got to let Gypsum assemble his dice pool and make his roll first. So we have his D8 for the distinction of nothing gets between me and my Robin. Does he really have a <laughs> distinction? Yes. I love that. His D6 for his relationship with Glenda. Uh, His D12 for pragmatism, because this is the quickest and most obvious way to solve a problem that he is presented with. And we are going to use his D6 asset for his spanner. That is three twos and a four. So you have to be the six in order to stop them. Right. So I do have a question as we're building our pools. Are we allowed to use our relationship with Court if in character we don't really know who Court is yet? I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm going to use resourceful by necessity. The relationship with Jenny. I'm going to use... I don't know how I could use loyalty, really, given the situation. And I'm going to use the uh, 12... Or scoundrel, maybe? That would work. Okay, I'm going to use that. You at least would know how to anticipate what a scoundrel would do, right? Right, right. So I got a uh, 13, but I also rolled a 1. Okay. So that means that you would get a hitch. Um, Let's see if Jenny's roll is higher before we determine how this scene plays out. 
Right now, though, you do have a heroic success here. So I'm going to use witness to the weird because someone just fucking showed up in my car, in a car. I will use my it's your car now. You robbed it, fair and square. <laughs> I didn't rob anything. Just to be clear. Oh no, you're at the very least an accomplice. Oh, you helped rob it. And that's not incorrect. Um, so witness to the weird. Then I will use my relationship with Tosca. I will use my D10 for redemption because I would like to redeem myself in Court's eyes for freaking out. And then I would like to use spiritualist because based on what we've heard Court say so far, A, she materialized out of literally fucking nothing. She's talking about being transported and all this weird shit. So clearly something bigger than ourselves is at work here. And I'm thinking of it in sort of a more mystic way, if that makes sense. I mean, it makes sense. I just don't know how that helps you stop a man from hitting a window with a giant wrench. Motivation. Well, no, I was thinking more motivation because Jenny will be very curious to hear more of this story on how she materialized out of nothing. Okay, I'll buy that. That that works. Awesome. And I think that's all four, right? Yes, that is all four. Okay. Yeah. Two, five, four, two. So we still use just the two, right? So nine. Tosca, you get to dictate how this scene plays out. I will say this. Gypsum's heart's not really in it. He's here more for the Robin than he is for the Hurton. Like he's operating on instinct at this point. So with that in mind, right. tell me exactly how this happens. Gypsum has the spanner raised over his head and his arm cocked, and he's about to bring it down, crashing into the windshield of the car, completely disregarding the fact that this car is something that Gypsum quite likes. <laughs> you are on the other side of the car, near the rear driver's side door, where you have just essentially caught Jenny as she rolled backwards out of the car after screaming about court. All right, so I'm going to just yell out, Gypsum, please don't. What about the car? I'm going to appeal to Gypsum's fondness of the car to get him to stop swinging his spanner at it. You say that, and it's enough to distract Gypsum mid-swing. And as the spanner comes down, it careens off the front quarter panel and then lands with a clank against the asphalt. And he goes, ah, fuck. Oh, ah. Why'd you have to fuck up the car like that, man? Like, why hit a person? Tosca, rob a be robbed. Like, <laughs> come on. But but they clearly said they're not here to rob us. Sounds like something somebody looking to rob someone would say. Yeah, they appeared out of nowhere. You think they appeared from the ether to rob us? That's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> the logic, though. The you can't, you can't argue with that. It's you really true, can't, yeah. True, true. So, Court, did you come to rob us? Uh, yeah, no, I did not come here to rob you, although how cool it would be to, like, materialize into a place to be able to rob it would be pretty crazy. It would be crazy. But, no, I, I, I got shot. Okay, shot with what? Oh, uh, a finger gun. Gypsum, do you hear what this person's saying? Yeah, crazy bullshit. It seems to be a running theme for tonight. <laughs> no, at some point, you have to stop thinking it's crazy bullshit and start wondering what the fuck is going on. Jenny's in a slowly... Get herself together. You got shot mm -hmm. by who? Oh, um, by a man named Jason. Like mm -hmm. that, Jason. Yeah, no. And I point at the at the billboard. Like what, Jason? Court, you look over, and there is a beaming face that is very similar to the one that was just pointed down the barrel of a finger gun at you. Jason? Oh, yeah, that's basically him. I did not know he was famous. Jason Christ? Well, I mean, I guess you kind of are. You said he was the son of God, but, like, I didn't know how famous that made people. That's so fucking weird. Yeah, it was very bizarre. And he sent you to us? Why would he send you to us? I don't know. So when he shot my friend, he said he was going to be sending my friend to the two people that he cares most about. And then when he got ready to shoot me, I was like, oh, man, who could that be? And then I ended up in this car. So I guess I like you both. Cool. And her too. And him with the wrench. Gypsum's all right. He just, he's, he's having a hard day. Uh, that's fair. Did you, wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say your name was Court? Yep. 
What are you doing here, Court? Oh gosh! All right, so like I said, I was I got shot. But uh, before that, um, I was meet up with my friend Bruce and some other friends because we were going to go look at some hammers together. A hammer? Oh yeah. What kind of hammer? Uh, I'm, I'm not actually not sure, but it was a hammer that was built by a friend. We were all going to come together and take a quick look. I give Tosca a look. I have a hammer. <gasps> you have a hammer? Can I see it? Yeah, you can see it. Oh my god. Tosca, gosh. don't hit her with it. I'm not. <laughs> look, that was, I'm not going. That was a one-time thing. I just wanted to see what would happen. Science. It's a very powerful hammer. Um, be careful, Court. He's he's hit somebody before. It's a it's a dumb gun that makes a thumpy noise, man. I, I don't know what it is. Okay, so I'm gonna grab the hammer out of the trunk and show it to Court. This Court is the hammer. It's a piece of shit and does nothing. I mean, you killed a guy with it, right? I did. I did. I. <laughs> We're going to cut back to Jackie and Blanche and the guy that you killed. Question mark. Nah. Find out next time on What's in the Rift. <laughs> Feel free to continue. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Jackie, you have Herman yet again seizing. The fact of the matter is time is of the essence here. You have to do something to get him someplace where you can have him taken care of. You manage to get Herman up, and he's just barely conscious enough to assist in getting himself out. By the time that you get him to the litter, he is again collapsing, and the whole process only takes a couple minutes. But he is now securely on this litter and ready to be transported. The only problem that you see is that you still have to get him out of the apartment and down three flights of stairs. Yeah, let's go out the door and check the hall to see what the best path will be. Good idea. So we're both checking the hallway, and what do I see? Outside of the same hallway that you saw upon entry, it is a long, dark hallway. The floors are not sodden on the third floor, but the smell of of mustiness just permeates this building. You see a, a relatively flat path to the stairwell that you took up. This building doesn't have one of those fire escapes with a chute, does it? Your guess is as good as mine, but down here to the right, all we've got are the stairs. I don't know what's down at the other end. If you want to make something true about this building that I have not previously described, there is a means to do that. I would like to make a fire escape from the hallway of the third floor as a chute. I would say that that would probably cost about two plot points, and I'll allow you guys to divvy up that cost in whatever means you see fit. Okay, so we only, because uh, it's a new session, we only have one to start with. Correct? Oh, no, your plot points carry over. You don't get oh, a okay. new one at the start of every session, but plot points are a persistent. Continuous. Yes. Oh, oh. What do you got? I got one. I got two. I can use mine for it. Okay, because I'm not willing to part with mine yet, so (laughs) I haven't had an opportunity to replace them. Every time you roll, you have an opportunity to replace them just by using your hindrance. Your face. Yes. Oh, my face indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I will use my two plot points to create a shoot fire escape that is not broken. (laughs) <laughs> like I was going to monkey's paw you? <laughs> you send Herman down the chute, but oops, halfway down. There's a hole in it, and he slips right through. <laughs> Goodbye, Herman. Well, that's done. Because <laughs> I'll search the body? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need a contest roll. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. all right, all right. All right. So, right. we've got a chute. Okay. Blanche, as you look down the opposite side of the hall, something catches your eye just outside the window. You see a glint of some type of metal. Uh, No, it's not metal. It it looks plastic almost, reminiscent of like a dog run tube or an agility course or maybe a children's slide. Something about it doesn't sit right with you. Uh, Hey, Doc, is what? Hold on. I walked to the end of the hall to this window to investigate. 
Getting closer, you look out and hanging off of the racked metal fire escape, there is some large collapsible yellow tube. Hmm. Well, would you look at that? Hey, Doc, we got a tube over here. Can we slide Herman through that? Is, is that a thing you can do? Jackie, yeah, this is almost perfect. It's Herman-sized. It's hanging off the side of the building. And at the very end, it does slope to break the immediate descent, meaning that Herman likely could make it to the bottom, by your estimation, with minor injuries. And given the calculus that's running in your head, it would take anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes to get him down that stairs if you were rushing and there'd be a risk of injuring him anyways. Whereas you could probably get him to this tube and maneuvered into it in maybe two. All right, I say we try this. I think uh, if you'll meet us down at the bottom, I think I'm gonna try to like secure a sheet under his arms and kind of hold it like right behind him down the tube. I like your thinking, Summer. That's very smart. <laughs> I mean, that sounds good, Doc, but would it be better if I go down the tube? I mean, I'm a little smaller. It'd probably be better if you were down at the bottom to catch him. Not that I'm weak, I'm just saying, like, you know. He's gonna get blood on you. Good point. I'll meet you at the bottom. All right. Jackie, you managed to get Herman and his semi-conscious state hauled on the litter out to this window, and you pull it open, and as you look down to investigate again where this exactly dumps out to, you see Blanche come around the corner and she's kind of looking back and forth trying to see the chute. You both land on the same thing at the same time. This chute is heading straight for an open dumpster. <laughs> hey doc, it's gonna land in the garbage. That's unsanitary for open wounds. I'm not sure if you knew that. Is there any, is it, does it have wheels? Can you maybe push it out of the way? Um, does it have wheels? Do I see wheels? Do I see a door on it? Indeed, this dumpster does have wheels. It's got a set of rather large casters at the bottom of it. How full is it? I, I don't know. How are you getting tall enough to look inside the dumpster? I think is the better question. How tall is one? Does it have a door? Uh, what do you mean? A, like in the side of it? Like a like a gnome built a house in it? No, like there there are <laughs> Lord of the Rings dumpster. dumpsters that <laughs> you guys. There are <laughs> dumpsters, uh, especially for like apartment buildings, that the side will have like a sliding door yeah, that you can sure, put your sure. garbage in instead of lifting the top up and dumping it in because lifting it, they don't always close it. You attract birds, raccoons, and shit. But with a sliding little door, can confirm. My old apartment had that. Okay. Um, you know what? I am going to flip my divination coin that will make this determination. So keep your fingers crossed. The coin I coerced you to right. buy. The coin <laughs> that you coerced me to buy. Don't let me down now, coin. <laughs> oh, no. I've got terrible news. The coin let you down. The answer is no. Ooh, hoist <laughs> it upon your own petard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait. Hey, Doc. Yeah. Can you see inside the dumpster? It looks like it's been dumped recently. It's empty. <laughs> See, now Summer's getting the idea here and she is just blowing by any chance for me to fuck things up for you guys. <laughs> what are you talking about? What? Okay, if it's empty or mostly empty, Doc, I can push it, I think. Give it a try. Come on, let's do this. All right. This is going to be a test for you. Oh, fucking hey. All right. Hey, everybody said they wanted more game element. Yes, we yes. did. More dice. More rolls. game. Ooh. I got all these pretty <laughs> dice. I need to roll them. This is a five that you'll need to beat. Oh, you can you can do this. Come on. Okay. I'm going to use um, rebellious spirit. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> because fuck this dumpster. Uh, fuck this dumpster. Fuck this dumpster. <laughs> uh, my relationship with Jackie. I will use pragmatism okay out of my values could i use is that a fact so just to gain a plot point because i just want yeah, a plot point for sure okay i'm gonna do that 
Come on, pretties. Oh, baby. 14. But I did roll a one also. Well, again, test. So we're not going to introduce a complication for this. You do manage to move this dumpster and you move it. Where would you like to move it? So I'm just like pushing it out of the way of the chute down the alley. You do manage to push it up the side of the building. You turn around, you take a look, and there's a new problem now. That chute lets out a good four feet off the ground. So, Jackie, you are going to have to arrest Herman from sliding and falling face first out of this thing. Up at the third floor, Herman has begun a prolonged unconscious state. Great. Dead weight. Mm -hmm. Let's not use the term dead loosely. It looks like there's quite a bit of a drop there. Do you see anything that would break the fall? Just me. Well, that's not going to help. Uh, let me look around. Are there like trash cans? Like, can I grab like some trash and like... Hey, hey, is that a, is that a mattress over there? Like against the wall behind that garbage can? That is three plot points at least if there's just a mattress laying in the alley. Okay. Could I lower him in and then put myself in head first holding him so I can try to maybe use my legs to slow us down? Yes. Do I need to roll that? Of course you do. This is going to be a D10 <laughs> test. You are trying to take an unconscious man down three stories worth of tubing, <laughs> not designed for the purpose. I think I'm being pretty generous mm -hmm. with details. Technically two and a half. It ends about four feet above the ground. I'm sorry. Thank You're right. you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, mm, I think I want to use Scrappy. Oh, well, wait. You have to wait for the challenge roll that you need to beat. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yes. Uh, which is a 16. I'm going to use Blanche because she's being supportive at the bottom pragmatic because <laughs> uh, using as much logic as possible and handy person alright you do have to be to 16 I will allow the handy person is that complete your dice pool yes okay wait ah 15 ooh Okay. So close. Poor Herman. But I do get a plot point because of my when a test or contest using your handy person die fails, you gain a plot point for scavenger queen. That's correct. You do get a plot point. Congratulations on that. Yeah. Let's see how this turns out for Herman. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Poor Herman. Jackie, you get Herman levered into this shoot. As you're beginning to pull yourself behind him, the weight is immense, a little bit more than you expected. That weight kind of catches you off guard and you fly forward and your face hits the far end of the chute. You go to brace yourself and push your legs out against the sides, but there's more give to the chute than you expected. There's just not the same rigidity that you'd hoped for, and you're forced to cantilever yourself at an extremely uncomfortable angle. And this leaves you so that you can't move quite as well as you'd like. From the ground, Blanche, it looks like Jackie's gotten into kind of like a stiff sock. You see this tube deform and start to shake as she's obviously struggling from inside. You hear a few panic gasps. You hear the thud of something hitting the wall of this. And then you can hear the kind of soft smack of flesh repeatedly as Herman's dangling limbs pound against the side of the chute. And this all lasts for about 20 seconds. Before Jackie, your right foot begins to slip. You begin to free fall. The first 10 feet in reality takes maybe only half of a second, but it feels like an eternity as you are in free fall in an enclosed space strapped to a rapidly dying man. Here is what we're going to do. You will have a test. Blanche, you are going to have a test against the same difficulty for something completely different, though. Jackie, you are going to try to catch yourself and Herman and not take the complication that will happen if you hit the ground going full speed. 
Blanche, you are going to be trying to devise a way or a means or some method for preventing the worst of this from happening. This is a D12 challenge. Feel free to use the same dice pool that you just used. All right. I will say this. It's manageable. You have to beat a nine. That's better. All right. I got 15 again. Blanche, can you do better than a 15? Well, let's see. Oh, hot fucking damn, yes! 16. Blanche has the higher of the two rolls, which means that she will get to dictate how this happens. Jackie, you flail and you try to grab purchase and you do get a bit of the side of the tube. It's not really enough to slow you down, but it does at least reorient you so that you are not going unimpeded towards the asphalt below. It slows you down long enough for Blanche to affect some means of mitigating this forthcoming disaster. Blanche, what are you doing to help your friend? I have noticed that she is falling, like free falling. And so I look around and... Jackie, as you're free-falling with Herman careening off the ribbed walls, you're being shaken violently back and forth as the entire thing shudders and resonates like an oversized instrument. When you hit the bend near the bottom, all that force transfers out into the tube itself, and it shears clear off its mooring and crashes down into a pile of loose trash bags filled with bedding. An improbably fortuitous event. Blanche, the fall still looked violent, so what do you do? Naturally, I run over to the tube and peek in the end. Are you guys okay? Are you alive in there? What's happened? Jackie? Jackie, I am introducing a complication for your character right now. Jackie, you have a new D6 complication and that is a bruised body and sprained knee. You are beat up. It's not the worst you've ever felt, far from it, but you were hurt. And were it not for the quick thinking of Blanche, you probably would have hurt almost twice as much, mechanically. So, you are tied to Herman still in a tube and startlingly close. You hear Blanche's voice echoing inside the tube. We made it. Uh, that was... Did it go quite as planned? I haven't checked Herman yet. I'm not sure how he... How he managed. You look down at Herman, and he seems to be breathing rather peacefully. His limp body and unconscious state has afforded him enough flexibility to have avoided the worst of this affair. Do you think you can, uh, help us try to get ourselves out of this thing? Yeah, let's get you guys out. So I reach in and grab the uh, frame and do my best to drag. With Blanche's help, you are able to free yourself enough and get Herman jimmied out of this tube. You are bruised, a little beaten up, but again, it's not anything that you can't manage. What is a little concerning is that this whole affair took six minutes and Jackie, as you're doing some mental math, you would guess that given the prolonged unconscious state that Herman is in, he has at most 30 to 45 minutes before this becomes a much more serious thing. Not that it isn't already very serious, but there is uh, a deadline in every sense of the word. When you came out, did you see your car? Is it still here? Can we get him in it? We need to move. Yeah, my car's still there. 
Well, let's grab it. Let's get moving. He has so little time left. Okay, let me um, just pull the car back here. Uh, So I go hop in the car and I back it down the alley so that we can load Herman in. You managed to get Herman shoved into the back seat of your car. The question remains, though, where are you taking him? Blanche, I believe you said that you would try to use your GPS or something? Yes. I pull my phone out of my pocket and search for the nearest hospital. You plug in hospital, and strangely enough, you get a result for a hospital, but when you click the directions button, there's no known route. And if you look at the map, you can see that the map would seem to indicate that there's a almost straight shot there. You have to make maybe three turns, which you're confident you could make those turns, but for some reason the GPS returns no known route. Weird. It's showing me where it's at, but not giving me the directions. Jackie, can you direct me from the this map? Yeah, I can do that. Okay, I pass the phone over to Jackie and proceed along the directions Jackie reads from the map. Looks pretty straightforward. We should be able to do this up here when you go left. Okay. You guys make your way through that left. You take the subsequent right. And when you get to the major street, there's something there that the map didn't really indicate. Where it should be a major thoroughfare, you see an open canal. Oh, shit. Can I see the the direction the canal goes? Like, is it straight to my left and to my right? Yep. Almost like it was laid out in the exact same path the street was. Is there a road next to it, or it's just, like, dead ends into the canal? As you've seen elsewhere, there appears to be some type of transitory thing, like a boundary happening not far from where this road is. And the smoothish pavement that you have been driving on gives way to a pockmarked and rubbled road that then simply melts into this depression in the ground. Is it too deep to drive through? I don't know. Do you want to take your car into it? Well, I can screw around trying to find a way around it, or we can go through it. As Jason says, where there's a will, I will show you the way. And I have the will. Let's just see if we can drive through this. It doesn't look that deep. Were her famous last words. You really want to try this, because this doesn't look like a for sure thing to me. You think so? You think it's that bad? You think maybe we get stuck? Should I not press my luck? Do you want me? I can just drive alongside it and see where we're going instead. If that, if you'd, re- I mean, I'm ready to just. Yeah, whatever you do, don't stop. Won't stop. All right. And I floor it. Blanche, you look over one last time at a skeptical Jackie, and you press the hand pedal as far as it will go. The car lurches forward, straight over a canal in the middle of what should be a street, still a full mile away from the only hospital in the area. If you want to find out what happens next, you'll have to join us next time on What's in the Rift. If you enjoyed our show, please remember to rate and review What's in the Rift on your favorite podcast platforms. If you really like the show, you can find us on Patreon to support us directly. Find links to our Patreon and Discord servers on whatsintherift.com. We appreciate the time that you spent with us, and we're looking forward to spending some more time with you soon. What's in the Rift is brought to you by Gas Station Drugs.